Let's Be Legendary podcast is a member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts ranging from true crime to nerd culture and convention news, please visit nerdandtie.com. We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. So if we've missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this episode include mature themes and mentions of genocide. The world is a weird and wild place, but even now, there are men who seek to tame it by any means necessary. Hatred is spreading throughout the land, covering it with fear and blood. Masquerading as propaganda for safety, darkness is spreading, consuming those who do not fit with the natural order. Infecting the streets with political grandstanding, they have set their sights on the highest office. Bounty hunters with badges try and keep the promises of a dead man, but the weight of death clings to their steps. Their rage is palpable, and revenge is consuming. Two decades have passed since the gateway between this world and a world of unbridled madness was opened. The door stands open still, and the wilds are slowly seeping in. Searching out the ones that freed them from their cage. This is the Feywild West. We are the nightmares they want you to fear. We are the dead man's promise. Let's be legendary. she's holding her breath and her face is almost unreadable. Remember to please, Meadow. Brown comes up, that smug grin still on his face. He sits down and composes himself a bit, looking a little bit more serious. Mr. Brown, what is your current profession? Well, I'm a businessman, and recently a politician. Your campaign has been running for a couple of years now, trying to win the election for Lord Mayor. Are you affiliated with the Venasi in any way? I, I am a high-ranking officer in the Venasi. High-ranking asshole. Actually, I'm not, this, I'm not making any quips. I'm looking at Talia. This causes some, like, stir among the audience. And a couple of the jury members are kind of looking like uncertain about where this is going. Would you describe to me the events that happened on the 19th of fading 19 years ago? I will indeed. We had been tracking a group of lichens for some time, uh, following their movements, lost them for a bit, but found that they had settled in a small valley just to the northeast of Ilden. We had intel that said that they would raid the settlement. Objection, hearsay. We have no recorded evidence of such plans. Brown puts up his hand. We had reason to believe. He kind of just like looks at Felicia. Is, is that 
fine enough. We had reason to believe that they were a threat to, to the community. She just kind of presses her lips together, nods, and sits back down. We entered the town, myself, then Constable and Venasi member Constance Melody, and Jim Walker, who was not in leadership at the time, but he was a rising star. There we found a large camp of lichens, their mates, and various forms of half-breeds. Hey, Rachel, we have dick, Kelly, is in. She doesn't move. I know. We did our duty and preserved the natural order. You killed them. Yes. And Mr. Walker, what was his role in this battle? Fought well. He was injured pretty severely, but he managed to pull the trigger on the Pax Alpha. The Alpha, the leader. Just so. I believe when passing for human, he called himself Roe Gray. I think that's when Talia officially loses it. Mm-hmm. Just tears start streaming down her face. And I like, I like, I try to my hands at the time, but I like, yeah, just, she's yeah. just, it's silent, but there are just massive tears, like mm-hmm. ugly, ugly tears just streaming down her face and her lips are trembling. Gray, a familiar name in this courtroom. Were you aware at the time that there was a survivor? Not at the time, no. If we had been aware at the time, we would have hunted them down and made sure that the natural order was preserved. I see. If such a creature were to survive, would you expect them to hold a grudge, possibly a vendetta? Objection, leading the witness, sustained. I'll rephrase that. Mr. Brown, if your kind had been killed and you were a lone survivor, would you not do everything in your power to hunt down those responsible and murder them? Objection, speculation, and leading the witness. Withdrawn. Your Honor, I move to strike the last statements by Mr. Turn. Granted, the jury are not to consider the last statement made by the prosecution. However, Turn still has a fairly self-satisfied look on his face. Mm -hmm. The jury looks conflicted. Like, Mm -hmm. even some people that had been kind of thinking, like, you know, good riddance. Like, it looked like they had been thinking mm-hmm. good riddance before. A lot of them are kind of just, like, looking conflicted. Okay? Mm-hmm. What's going on here? Like, what, what, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. A couple of them... Like, you can still tell some of them are not, like, looking exactly favorably at you, but... Less unfavorably. Less unfavorably, yeah. Felicia gets up. Mr. Brown... You are a active member of the Venasi, yes? Yes, I am. You are also running for office. I actually have placed all my campaigning on hold till after this trial. She stops at that, but then moves on. Mr. Brown, you say what you do is in preservation of the natural order. 
And she, she will, she puts it in quotes, like the natural order, by any means necessary. Would the bailiff please bring out pieces of evidence 155A through 175B? Damn. <laughs> she comes up to the witness stand with this crate and just drops it on the stand, letting it thud and it echoes in these chambers. And she starts pulling out folders and opening them up and setting them down. By any means necessary, like the time when you used vigilante justice to attempt to detain and kill Victoria Gresham before she could face trial and sentencing. Or the time when you authorized the execution of two parents and their child. And she's pulling out folder after folder after folder after like six she stops but the box is still very full we have over 50 documents from your office sealed in your hand with the venasi sigil ordering illegal acts is this what you mean by any means necessary Yes. And yet, my client is the monster. Objection calls for conclusion. Sustained. Withdrawn. Mr. Brown, with this evidence, and you admitting to it, you will be arrested upon leaving this trial. He nods. You will be tried, and if found guilty, you could be hanged. He nods. I don't think this was supposed to happen. I don't think so either. How does Felicia look? She's, she looks irritated. Like she's trying to get like some kind of rise right. out of him. And he's just sitting there cool and calculated. Something is wrong. And he looks her dead in the eye. I may go to jail. I may lose trial. I may be hanged and killed. But it is all worth it to preserve the natural order and the protection of the district. No further questions. Well, as soon as she sits down, I kind of like lean into her, just trying to like wipe my eyes. Is that supposed to happen? No. No, it was not. What does that mean? It means we might be in trouble. What? Okay. Next comes the Sheriff of Harnville. Sheriff Boldcall, you are the current Sheriff in Harnville, are you not? Yes, I am. What do you describe 10 days ago on the 30th of Bounty to the best of your recollection? Oh, to the best of my recollection, it was a pretty standard day. Uh, dealing with some uh, of our local drunks. Pretty typical for a Friday afternoon in, in our sleepy town. But, uh, then uh, two people entered my office and uh, introduced themselves as DMP. And do you see those individuals here today? Uh, yeah, uh, that'd be them right over there. Uh, he points over at you. Let the record show that... 
Sheriff Boldcall is identifying the accused. And what did they do when they entered your establishment? Well, they were pretty friendly. Uh, they uh, asked uh, if we had any troubles and uh, if we were still having that vomit problem. Uh, there was a thing with uh, some weird-looking wolves coming in from the north. But uh, some other DMP members came and handled that. Thank you, yes. Uh, but they arrived mid-afternoon and left pretty quickly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty quickly. About what distance is Harnvel from the town of Duskdown? Oh, I'd say it's a, about a good two-day journey. Uh, two and a half if you're taking it slow. What if someone said that they had just come from Duskdown? Like, they had been in Duskdown that morning and... Or even the previous night, and we're now in Harnvel. I'd have to buy their horse. <laughs> <laughs> Quite. So, unlikely? Damn near impossible, I'd say. Thank you. No further questions. I have no questions for this witness. Maud takes a stand, and she's kind of just like looking uncomfortable about this whole situation as she comes up. Sheriff Maud. Uh, it's, a uh, Mayor now. Hey, promotion. Don't say that. Mayor. Uh, what town are you mayor of? Uh, Blackwater. Blackwater, that's a good leeway south. Uh, indeed it is. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's a good, it's a good trip. Would you describe the events to the best of your recollection that happened eight days ago? Wince. Oh, this is gonna be bad. This is going to be bad. Going to be uh, well, uh, our town had been going through some hard times, um, but, uh, laid under some kind of enchantment. But Mrs. and Mrs. Uh, Argent Gray had come down and, uh, helped us out, took care of the whole mess. They were in Blackwater eight days ago. Oh, yeah. Is that a is that a problem? What would you say if someone told you that they had traveled from Harnville to Blackwater in a span of two days? Oh, I'd ask them how they did it. You cannot think yourself of a way that somebody could travel that distance in two days. No, sir, I, I cannot. Selena's poker faced. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, not only did these two miraculously travel from Harnville to Blackwater in the span of two days, but they also were arrested in Airpike that same day. No further questions. Felicia gets up for her cross. Mrs. Mayor, would you please go into more detail as to what my clients were doing in your town? Objection relevance goes to character. Overruled. Oh, well, as I, as I had said, the town had been put under some kind of enchantment. Some otherworldly creature had uh, laid some kind of madness on a good chunk of the town. 
A lot of people were dead. But those two walked into town and ended it all in 24 hours. And I'm not entirely sure how, but I think they brought our river back. Like, I smile a little at that. Thank you. No further questions. Maud leaves the stand. She's just still kind of like looking a little confused as to what is happening. She wasn't in the court for the whole thing? No. Oh, wow. All right. The prosecution calls to the stand Celine Argent Gray. You got this. I hope so. After a moment, I get up. Go to the stand. Mrs. Argent Gray. Town? (laughs) Were you in the town of Duskdown ten days ago? Haven't we established that? Humor me. I look over at Talia. It's like shaking the head. Don't do it. <laughs> of course I will humor you, Silas. <laughs> yes, I was in Duskdown ten days ago. Has Talia Arjun Gray ever spoken to you about wanting to kill Mr. Jim Walker? Objection, spousal privilege. Sustained. And I look at Silas like, what, no. What you got? Has, how does he look? He just kind of twitches his head a little bit, like, Ooh. damn, could have gotten up. Didn't, didn't get away with that. <laughs> that was a amateur mistake, Silas. Hang on, I'm going to reapply my lipstick while you are being shot down by the judge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a reason I married her. <laughs> Mrs. Arjun Gray, you are not human, are you? Yes, I am. Are you anything other than human? What else would I be? Oh, we'll say half dwarf, half gnome, half elf. My ears are so nice and round, though. Half fairy. And she just does, she just kind of, she's trying to think of a way out. She, she, she's not going to get into this. <laughs> Fairies. I don't see only in storybooks. Mrs. Argent Gray, are you not, in fact, part fairy? Miss looks annoyed and you look over at Firehawk. She's giving you a look like, Duh. The judge says, Mrs. Argent Gray, answer the question. A fairy. A fae. One of the fair folk. I unbound my skin, and I cannot lie. So you admit to it? Yes. Were you and Mrs. Talia Grey Argent in Dusk Down in the week of the 30th of Bounty? No. Let me rephrase. Were you and Mrs. Talia Arjant Gray That's the one. in the town of Duskdown during the week of the 30th of Bounty? Objection, spousal privilege again. Yeah. 
I'll rephrase. Were you, Mrs. Celine Arjon Gray, in the town of Duskdown the week of the 30th of the Moon of Bounty? Yes, but we... No further questions. Talia has this really weird look on her face. Like, she's almost... She's not looking at Celine. She's, like, looking at the floor. Like, right in front of the judge's desk, and she's got this, like, something on her face. Is like, oh, oh. But she just quickly, as soon as Celine... Uh, as soon as that's done, she's like, okay. <laughs> like, gets mm-hmm. back, like, fo- refocuses. And Celine looks very annoyed and worried. Felicia comes up for her cross. And you see, like, as she's sitting there, kind of just going over her nose, there's kind of like a look of concern on her face. But as soon as she stands up, that just like goes away. Smooth, professional look as she comes up. Mrs. Ajon Gray. Hi, Felicia. You testified that you are Faye. And as the prosecution has established, as Faye, you cannot lie. Objection, I established no such thing. Excuse me, Silas, but I believe you did. Celine said that she cannot lie and iron burns her skin, to which you replied, so you are Fay." to which she confirmed that she indeed is part Fay. Thus establishing that according to your views, Fay cannot lie. They both kind of look up at the judge. Overruled, Mr. Turn. You brought it up. Kind of sits back down, like looking pretty upset with himself. <laughs> Put out, yeah. Like, that'll teach it. How does the jury look? 26 to insight. Ooh, ouch. Uh, 15 plus 2. There are a couple that are looking like you're starting to see kind of more of like a split between the jury. Mm-hmm. You're seeing a couple that, like, you can tell are just been nodding along for the most part with what the prosecution has been saying. Mm. And maybe four of them. The other eight seem to be split, but there are a couple that have just three, maybe four, that you can see that are just like... Not buying the, this, the Vanassi numbers. Yeah, this, this just, just isn't right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's not bad. Not great, but not bad. <sighs> Okay. Okay. So, Mrs. Ajahn Gray, you are Fay and thus cannot lie. Were you in Duskdown on the night of the murder? No. Did you kill Jim Walker? No. No further questions. I step down. Kind of give you like an arm rub. You did good. You did good. Did I really? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. You did all right. It could have. It could have been much worse. Prosecution will now call to the stand the accused, Mrs. Talia Arjun Gray. You don't have to go up if you don't want to. You can recuse yourself from testifying. You're the one that told me that it would make it look worse. How come I had? How come I had to go up? I'm also accused. Yes, you could have also recused yourself. You didn't tell me that. I did before the trial. I forgot. While they're arguing, I stand up and head to the... <gasps> no, tell me. I stand up and head up there. 
Silas comes up. Mrs. Argent Gray, you are not human. No, I'm not. You are a werewolf. Shifted. Would you explain to the jury what that means? <laughs> it means that my father was a full-blooded lichen, or werewolf, as you put it, and my mother was human. A human mother. He just kind of looks at the jury. Hmm. I narrow my eyes at him like, yeah. Just to confirm a statement that was made earlier. What relation is Roe Gray to you? My father. He just kind of lets that sit. And she like kind of leans forward a little bit. And my mother's name was Vera Gray, if you're interested in that. You know, the human. Speaking of names, do you, Talia Argent Gray, have any other aliases? She kind of gets this like really shit-eating grin on her face. Well, I have a few, but I think that falls under spousal privilege. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a there's a little bit of a chuckle that kind of ripples through. Let me rephrase. And this is a big one from sitting like, you know that gif of the lizard going, with that that same look on her face. Let me rephrase. How did you come by the title, The Reaper? Ooh, well, that was my first big job as a bounty hunter. Uh, there were five or so bandits that had a dead or alive contract out on them, and uh, I brought them in. What method of transportation did you use to bring them in? Did you load the bodies onto a cart? Did no. you... Pull them out one at a time on horse. No. Would you please tell the jury the method you used for bringing these criminals in? Until he gets this like grin on her face, like, oh, that's what you wanted. I removed their heads and presented them as evidence to the sheriff. Removed their heads. I have here. And he goes over to his desk and pulls up a folder. Evidence number 31D, a report from the mayoral office of that small town. He brings it over, sits it down. Would you please turn to the third page, fourth paragraph, and read what it says there. Victims were decapitated with claw-like markings around the neck. <clears throat> That's just uh, non-factual, but you know, whatever. The claw marks were around the top of their heads. Would you describe the events that took place on the 27th of the Moon of Wind involving the Red Tree Gang? Objection, relevance, Goes to proof of violent character. Overruled. 
he just kind of rubs his brow. Answer the question, Mrs. Argentre. Well, the Red Tree Gang was interesting. See, we didn't actually mean to go... Well, that's a lie. I was hoping to get. But, you know. Turns out, the guy running the whole thing, named Zachariah Hayfield, turns out Celine's ex-boyfriend. So mostly we just were going out there to, you know, speak to him about, you know, what happened. Turned out he was Mrs. just Argent a Gray. dick. What, you Would wanted to hear this, didn't you? Proceed with haste to the end. Oh, uh, he swung. Would you please go into detail of the battle that took place between yourself and the Red Tree Gang? Oh, well, if you wanted to know that, you should have just asked. I mean, you went to school, didn't you? So anyway, and I actually turned to the to the, the jury. So there we were actually trapped in a cave. We had our arms around, you know, tied behind our backs. I was able to get those off. And Celine and I were thinking, how are we gonna get out of this? Because they actually offered to let us like ride away, you know, come nightfall after they had all escaped. And then I'm like, nah, we can do this. There are 12 guys, uh, not including Zachariah Hayfield, and only two of us. So how do we get out? And they have dynamite. We just go out shooting. Now, I accidentally mistake a wagon that for supplies of sun such for a wagon that has a galley gun. That was a pain in the butt, let me tell you that. So all of these guys start coming after us. Zachariah figures out that I'm the Reaper and then announces a bounty specifically for me, which was now makes the second time in my life that I've had a bounty put on me. And <clears throat> I have pulled out the eternal bucket of popcorn and I am sharing it with, uh, with Felicia. <laughs> But it magically disappears anytime that uh, Silas looks over here. <laughs> Interesting. Mm, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is a wondrous item. So he wants my head, right? Probably off to Celine, but mostly me because he knows that I'm probably going to be the one to shoot him in the head. My head was not the first thing you wanted, that's for sure. So she describes like they get bombed, they like they had to dodge the Gatling gun, and she's like adding like sound effects, like <laughs> you know, just going. Meanwhile, Silas is just standing there with his head in his hand, just kind of every... like motioning to move forward. Yeah. It's like one guy comes at me, and I turn to the and I turn to the judge. But then his gun jams at the last minute. And then, you know, so it's just coming through. It's like, finally we've got him. Celine's got him trapped. I've got a gun on him. And he's got this smug little look on his face. And then I remember, we forgot about the sniper on the roof. And it's just like, I let that hang for a second. How's the, how does everybody look? Everybody's waiting. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, including, yeah, including Silas, who's like, oh, but then he's like, <laughs> he's Silas is looking very hard to look not interested, but he's interested. <laughs> right. We have shot ring out. And for a second, I'm thinking it's me. Did I get hit? Did Celine get hit? Turns out, right behind us was the entire Villevale DMP come riding in to save the day. And they find us. Twelve guys, Zachariah Hayfield alive and restrained, us a little bit bloody, but alive. And still very good looking. And I motion to that. And still very good looking. So he does the, <laughs> does the, the face, 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 face. The judge face. kind of just like waves off to the side. Mrs. Firehawk, control your client. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm... <laughs> 
And once again, how did you transport those 12 bodies back to Villevale? Did you get a wagon or transport them on horse? We transported them on horse. By what means? We removed their heads. Except for Zacharias, who was wanted alive. Twelve. Eleven. Eleven. That's honor out on the frontier, sir. That's not your kill, you don't take it. How noble. I'd like to think so. Eleven. Men decapitated, strung on a rope, and brought in as grisly trophies to collect a reward. <laughs> Mrs. Arjan Carey, I know I asked this before, but I will ask you again. You are not human, are you? No, I'm not. You want to ask me a third time? I might change. You, as a shifter, have the ability to alter your shape. Most people do if they eat enough. <laughs> are you, in fact, able to change your form to something other than your natural appearance. You could have just asked for me to shift. Is that a confirmation? Do you want me to shift? A confirmation will simply be enough. No, 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 no. You want this to be dramatic, so you might as well show the nice people exactly what you're getting. Um, How very monstrous and scary you are. Yeah, so she stands up from the journey. She's really tall. Yeah. So she stands up and just kind of like leans over the, the banister and takes a really deep breath. And as she lets it out, the shift just kind of melts. So they get to see the claws just slowly sort of take their time coming out. Mm -hmm. The features just relaxing mm -hmm. into place and the ears getting just a little pointier the muscle mass just getting slightly bigger, but everything happens in like a slow, gentle wave before she opens her eyes and they're, you know, more of a, more of a gold, like a glowing gold. Mm -hmm. But she breathes again, deep, and sits back down. How's this? Impressed? And I look at the judge. I also do a neat trick where I put a ball on my nose and just hold it there. She fetches too. Thanks, hon. Anytime. There's like lots of chatter among the court, among the jury. They're just, some of them look interested. Some of them look outright terrified. Like a couple like, well, one in particular, in particular looks kind of like angry. But I look relaxed. Like, that guy's allergic to dogs and you are going to make him all stuffy. <laughs> I certainly hope for the safety of this jury you are able to control yourself on that form. A lot better than you can. Mrs. Arjun Gray. Mr. Turn. Were you, in fact, aware that Mr. Jim Walker was one of the three that eradicated your pack? Not until recently, no. But you were aware. Yes. Did you, at any point, feel a want for revenge on Mr. Walker and those responsible for the destruction of your pack? I wanted justice. I think there's a difference. Last question. 
Did you kill Jim Walker? My eyes like dart to Celine for a second. Before I look back at him. Yes, I did. Thank you so much for supporting Let's Be Legendary podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to rate and review on iTunes. You'd be surprised how much this helps others find us. For news and extra content, visit our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com or follow us on Facebook at Let's Be Legendary and Twitter at Let's Be Legend Pod. We also spend a lot of time on our Discord server, so please feel free to stop by and say hello. Links are in the description or on our website. For more content from our crew, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get to listen to episodes two days before the general public, exclusive sneak peeks of new art, DM and player's notes on characters, and access to Bonus Round, a limited exclusive series run by our patrons. Talia Gray is played by Chris Sass Council, Celine Argent is played by Megzi Sass Council, and our dungeon master is Molly Hexcroft. Our producer and editor is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Our producer and manager is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Our producer, art director, and assistant mixer is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. And our producer, director, editor, and mixer is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Credits for music and sound effects are in the description below. Celine's tarot deck is the Marigold deck by Amrit S. Brar, and the tarot guide used in-game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary. 